Small business owners in industries like food service and entertainment say they were able to limp through COVID restrictions last spring, thanks to help from the CARES Act. It's a bill which provides relief from the federal government. Then a second wave of COVID hit, and those businesses were asked to close yet again. But this time, no relief was on the horizon, even though some was available. Pennsylvania had $1 billion worth of CARES Act money sitting around for six months while the state's small business owners struggled and lawmakers haggled. Why didn't the remaining money go to direct aid? I'm Annette John Hall. This is The Why. WHYY reporters Miles Bryant and Katie Meyer explain why things shook out the way they did and why politicians on both sides of the aisle are pointing fingers at the federal government. Miles starts us off with the story of one business owner who was weathering the pandemic okay until the second wave hit. I talked to a restaurateur named Robert Wasserman. He owns three restaurants in Philly. I am the owner of Rouge on Rittenhouse Square, 20 Manning, and Audrey Claire. He also partners in a number of uh, Snap, Fresh Kitchen, fast casual places. And um, Robert's a pretty successful guy. You know, he's done well in the 15 or so years he's been in the restaurant game. You could probably describe him as a medium-sized business owner. He employs about 100 people. Um, before the pandemic hit in March, you know, business was good. Overall, we were we were very steady. We were well entrenched in our market, uh, very well known. What happened to his businesses once COVID hit? When the pandemic first hit back in March, uh, Wasserman was like everybody else. He was blindsided. He was freaked out. I mean, this is a health scare like no other that we've seen in a long time. And so for us, it was really important to uh, make sure everybody was okay. And then on the on your business side, I mean, it's the sledgehammer. He ended indoor dining and followed the restrictions that Philadelphia's Mayor Jim Kenney and Pennsylvania Governor Tom Wolf set out for the state. And, you know, I, I think he looked at his books like every other small business owner in the city and was, was pretty nervous that he went from making a normal amount of revenue to making just a trickle. But, you know, back in March and April, he had a safety net. Everybody had a safety net. And the, the coronavirus, you know, relief programs that had come out of the, the Federal CARES Act that passed in March. So Wasserman, you know, he applied for relief aid. And, and, you know, most importantly, he applied for this program called the Paycheck Protection Program, which we all heard a ton about in the spring and the summer. You know, it was a program that provided small and medium-sized business owners with a forgivable loan that they could use to keep their employees uh, on payroll and, and cover important expenses like rent or utilities. Receiving the PPP loans gave us that first breath to be able to at least get through the first hump of the pandemic. So that was in the spring. What happened in the summer when things loosened up a bit? You know, his restaurants got back to some, you know, not normal, but something much closer to it. He moved a lot of dining outside. You know, Rouge was one of the, the earliest places in Philadelphia to offer outdoor dining. So he doubled down on that. This was my team coming up with being creative, expanding the outdoor dining, modifying of the menu to give ourselves, you know, like a different price point. It's not like he was doing great, but he was doing okay. You know, he was making like, you know, 60% of his pre-pandemic revenue, but it was enough to survive, you know, without a lot of worry at night. 
policy feeling now as we're facing the second round of closures? He's freaked out. Um, and he's freaked out in a, in a way that's different from last spring. But the crucial difference here from last spring is that this time there's no relief. This time there's no safety net under these businesses. There is nothing happening right now. And that's what's so scary is the fact that at least at March, you felt like, you know, people were, were supporting you or at least looking after you. Now it's like the coffers are dry for the city. The state is unwilling to like really fork over more dollars to help out. And nationally, it's a hot mess. <laughs> so Wasserman's facing another catastrophic loss of business. And that's just forced him to make some very hard choices uh, very quickly. When I talked to him last, uh, just a couple days ago, he told me he's already laid off about 75 employees from the three Philly restaurants he owns. It's horrendous, especially going into the, the holidays, like Christmas coming up. I mean, a lot of these people have families. What demoralizing way to you know go into the end of the year. It's just, it's sad. Hmm. So, you know, a lot of businesses are struggling right now, given the cards that they've been dealt. And I know that some of them spent money and have made major changes to be able to do things like indoor dining or have some kind of workout class outside with gyms and only, only to have them shut down altogether. Just how many businesses are going through the same thing as, as Wasserman? Annette, I mean, I think any business that doesn't have a huge cash reserve that relies on in-person interaction is struggling. You know, the, the Philadelphia Inquirer put together a list of Philly food and drink spots that are closing, some permanently, but a lot temporarily, to kind of weather this time. And that list is just dozens and dozens of places long. I looked at it before we did this interview, and I saw that, you know, the, the place I like to get beer and maybe have a, a bite outside is, is closing its, its food business for at least a few months. You know, it remains to be seen if they'll come back. There was a report put out by the payroll company uh, Gusto recently they crunched some public employment numbers in a bunch of metro areas. I talked to the Gusto economist who worked on it, Luke Pardue. Under a baseline scenario, just when people don't want to dine outdoors because it's cold, we would see something like the 57,000 jobs lost. But to the extent that greater restrictions take place or people become more wary of you know, taking part in the economy, those losses could at least double. So businesses are looking at a really bleak couple of months. And in some ways, they're bleaker than the first time coronavirus came around back in March and April and May. Because this time, businesses know how painful this is going to be to their bottom line. They know exactly, you know, how this is going to go. It's, it's our second time around at this point. Um, but they also know that they have no financial aid coming. You know, the city's coffers are mostly dry, the state's coffers are mostly dry. And there's no imminent uh, relief package coming from Congress. So businesses are facing the prospect of riding out this really tough time alone. And I think a lot of them are, are struggling with that. Well, Miles, thanks so much for telling us about what's going on with business owners in this second surge. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be on The Y once more. When we come back... The billion dollars in CARES Act money that went unspent until last week.
supporting WHYY Penn Medicine, helping to find new cures for cancer. With life-saving clinical trials and advanced surgical techniques, Penn Medicine is offering more hope for patients everywhere. Learn more at PennMedicine.org slash cancer. Penn Medicine, what's next? This is the why. I'm Annette John Hall. I'm talking now with WHYY political reporter Katie Meyer about assistance for businesses like Roberts. At the start of the pandemic, Pennsylvania got $5 billion from the Federal CARES Act. Things started out okay, but eventually, lawmakers clashed over what to do with some of it. A billion of it went to the seven largest counties in Pennsylvania, and they could pretty much use that however they wanted. Then the state authorized another $2.6 billion of it for this initial round of stimulus spending, this direct aid that we're talking about. So that was like block grants, small business grants, things like that. Basically, what we have left is a billion dollars that could have been spent for coronavirus relief, but it ended up going towards the budget. And that was just to patch this revenue shortfall that lawmakers knew was coming. But why didn't the state use that money for more direct relief? I mean, wasn't that what it was intended for? Yeah, and I think, you know, that's a a fair question because you think, you know, stimulus money, coronavirus relief, well, how many things could it go toward? But, you know, the answer is there is some flexibility for the state. So what Republicans were thinking was we have a big revenue shortfall. Estimates vary, but lawmakers generally say it's around like $2.9 billion. And for context, the whole budget's around $34 billion. So it's not insignificant. And so the Republicans were saying, okay, we don't think we're going to be able to raise new revenue right now. We don't want to cut services right now during the pandemic. And so we are going to make sure we can use this money in a way that's going to help us keep our basic infrastructure going. So things like health care that the state covers, education, all that kind of thing. Democrats were saying, well, you you have other options. You can do things like legalize recreational marijuana, get tax revenue that way put a severance tax in the natural gas industry. So we've been advocating, and this is actually not unique to this budget year, to have a larger discussion about how we fund services in Pennsylvania, uh, closing corporate loopholes, talking about uh, big decisions about where we invest and where we spend. I talked to Democratic Representative Matt Bradford about this. He's the uh, minority chair of the House Appropriations Committee. He's from Montgomery County. He said the Republicans' plan for basically long-term austerity, you know, flat funding the budget, he thinks that's just going to lead to the economy getting worse. I I believe it will crater our tax base if we don't uh, give the assistance that is desperately needed. There are a lot of us who are very worried about declining revenues, the lack of federal stimulus. You add all these together, um, you're setting yourself up for a contracting recession uh, economy. So, Katie... They were actually arguing over the use of this money for six months? Yeah, kind of. Again, there's a couple factors in here, as there always are. First of all, they gave themselves a post-election deadline to finish the budget, and that's kind of an uncommon thing. Usually they don't do very much like substantive legislating after the election. It's known as like the lame duck session or the signy die session. And one of the reasons why they did this was they knew they were going to have to make some unpopular decisions and they didn't want to finish it until after the election. Another part of this is just, you know, they were waiting on more money from the federal government. Republicans and Democrats who I've talked to say this would all be a lot, a lot easier if there had been another round of federal stimulus. And it was expected that there would be, but it just never came. 
And Democrats just did not have the political might to use this money for direct aid like they wanted to. And so, you know, Governor Wolf, the Democratic governor, he ultimately ended up going along with the Republicans' plan and signing it into law. Does Governor Wolf have the power to push back against the legislature in this case? I mean, he's the governor. Yes, yes, technically he does. Um, So if the Republicans send Wolf a budget that he doesn't like, he can veto it, and he's done that in the past. But Wolf's calculation here was that he just did not want to create a big impasse right now. The thing we have to remember is that when there's a big budget hole and there's no consensus on how to fill it or if the money isn't there, that's when you usually have big cuts to things like education or human services. It's happened in the recent past, and it's always a really messy wrenching process. And so this puts Wolf in a position where he's on the record saying he wants to use CARES Act money for direct aid. But if the money goes there, then the budget holes have to be filled some other way. So basically either cuts or new taxes. And Republicans didn't want new taxes. So ultimately, Wolf says his priority was just to kind of fix the difficult financial position the state was in and keep everything funded and then just move on. I mean, the budget is a done deal. But for six months, you had the Republicans and Democrats haggling with each other over a pretty significant amount of money that could have helped a lot of people. And, you know, the business owners are shut down and still struggling. What do you make of that? What we're seeing is a similar situation on the state and federal level. This failure to come to a consensus on how much stimulus there should be, how it should work, who it should go to, how it should be paid for. From the perspective of people on the state level, Republicans, Democrats, all of them say they would happily accept new federal stimulus. Republicans in Harrisburg just say they don't think they have you know, the flexibility that the federal government does to authorize a stimulus, to make sure they can pay for it. And so, yeah, I talked to Neil Lesher. He's a a Republican staffer. He works for the Appropriations Committee in the House. Look, we certainly recognize the need that's out there. Unfortunately, the state is not in the same position as the federal government to be able to print new money. Um, You know, we, we will be spending the resources that we have to keep state government operating. To the degree that there's additional stimulus money that comes from the federal government, we certainly want to help our small businesses, our restaurants, our hotels and convention centers, and and a lot of other folks that are really hurting. And that's kind of just where things are going to stand for now. The legislature's done. They're out of session for the year, and they're going to come back into session in January. They're going to start a new two-year session and maybe pick up conversations like this, but they don't have any more stimulus money at this point. And I think... If businesses are going to get direct aid, it's going to come from another federal stimulus. And at this point, we just don't know if or when that's coming. Well, Katie, thanks as always for explaining this to us. We really appreciate it. It is always my pleasure, Annette. That was WHYY political reporter Katie Meyer. The Why is produced by me, Annette John Hall, along with Alex Dern, Kelsey Hansen, Sabrina Boyd Serka, Buffy Gorilla, and Malcolm Burnley, under the editorial direction of Arielle Cohen. We had help on this episode from Kevin McCory. Hit me up on Twitter at AnnetteJH. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, stay well, and we'll talk Monday. Monday.